1: March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my. Bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the MyBookie bracket contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes. And it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code Zabe Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting and with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can turn any game day into payday. Bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie. Zabe cast on vacation from the rental car, day number three, and the NFL is full steam ahead. 17 games is the new measure of the season. 17 games. A weird, icky, odd-numbered, I didn't ask for it, you didn't ask for it, but we're getting it anyway, 17-game NFL season. Got a lot of thoughts on it. I'll get to that in just a second. Plus the NFL signaling that they are thoroughly done with the row. And there's other news that came out Tuesday that would say this game is really starting to wind down the entire coronavirus game. But first, this podcast brought to you as always by MyBookie. MyBookie has their opening day promotion going on right now. They've lowered the line in the Rockies-Dodgers game to a half a run. So you can't lose that bet if you sign up for a new account at mybookie.ag. Make sure to use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and get your matching bonus up to $1,000. And then crush that opening day game for big money and say, thank you, my bookie. Good to be on board. All right, we'll get to the 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 Elite Eight. Final Four, Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Regional finals going on as we speak. I want to get some of this stuff in the can first. And then watch the games. I'm going to watch the Michigan game with my boy Kevin Workus, who is a Michigan uh, native out here in the desert. He'll be rooting hard for the Wolverines. I will try to stay neutral in that game. I don't really care, but whatever. So the NFL decides 17 games. They make it official. And they add a strength of schedule game, which is what I suspected it would be. And the Packers draw the Chiefs as their strength of schedule game. They're gonna start rotating these games overseas, starting when the new TV deal kicks in, I think two years from now. International travel for next year is still kinda dicey, but the extra game is going to be interesting. I think we're gonna see a lot of teams that pace their players anyway towards 16 starts to begin with. I don't think they're gonna be pressing a lot of their guys to play a full 17. Now, many people think that the players once again got rolled on this deal that they essentially got nothing major in conceding to a 17 game schedule darren Ravel was clapping back pretty hard on the players association and george atala from the nflpa challenged him on this but basically Ravel's point, and i tend to agree is you can't just say well they signed a new tv deal worth a hundred million dollars we share that tv deal so a rising tide lifts all boats kind of theory in theory to me the 17th game was the nfl's most coveted piece of real estate that is what the players should have guarded the most staunchly they should have said we're not giving that up unless you give us something really really good personally I would have gone and I would have said, you want a 17th game? Franchise tag, transition tag, Bye 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 No tags, no nothing, no right of first refusal, no restricted free agency. It's four years in, boom, I'm a free agent. Better yet, I would have said if I was the union, we want three years to unrestricted free agency, no tags, no nothing out the door. Otherwise, Oh, 17th game go fuck yourself instead they didn't get that now some argue that the franchise tag because it only affects a small number of players isn't that big of a deal and i've always said yeah but it could be applied to any player on any team at any time to keep them from reaching the market and breaking the bank and i've seen it time we've all seen it time and time again where this guy was due to become a free agent and all of a sudden, franchise tag, he's now like, ah, oh, what do I do? I gotta. I guess i got to sign it. We'll work something out. Union doesn't see it that way. Oh, well. The NFL is going to make a shit ton more money. Many of you are going to say, thank God we get more football. I'm all about it. The Super Bowl is going to be pushed back into what is now President's Day weekend. Already I've had... Some of the guys say, so what does this do for Sunburn Bowl 3? Are we going to push it back another week? My feeling is, yes. I don't want to be down in Mexico during the Super Bowl. Um, I know my boy Gitter's like, I think that sounds great. A trip to Mexico and we get to watch the Super Bowl. Eh, I kind of feel old school sports radio. We've got to be all hands on deck for the Super Bowl itself. And then we go from there. But a 17-game schedule is here. Record book, there's not many sacred records in the record book. The single season rushing title is way up there, so it's hard to tickle that. Very few running backs have tickled that regular season record. The passing records have been obliterated time and time again by Breeze and Manning and Brady, so I'm not sure that really matters. And again, I think you're gonna see guys not gearing to play a full 17 games. Remember, teams will have clinched everything there is to clinch with one extra game to do to go. The better teams that break away during a season, and they've and, and now by the way, with the format of the playoffs, I just thought of this, with the format of the playoffs such that there's only one buy, then if one team is clearly ahead in the buy situation with two weeks to go, and the second and third place teams know they can't catch number one, then they're going to coast even more. Everyone's going to coast. This 17th week might be as big of a dud as week 16 has become in certain regards. Just depends on how the season plays out. And then the NFL says we expect full stadiums come next fall. Halle fucking Louie, amen. The NFL could have led us out of this last fall. They chose not to. Some would say cynically they let COVID be the excuse to bring down the salary cap and pay the players less and go, oh, look at all the revenue we're losing. I don't think they were that smart. I think they were just pussies. They didn't want to say, hey, it's a, it's a virus. If you're old, you probably should stay home for a while until there's vaccines. Otherwise, we're playing football. Come on. There is no way. And by the way, vaccine passports. Let's talk about this because now it's ripe. Are NFL teams and other big events going to require vaccine passports? Not only is the notion of a vaccine passport so abhorrent and evil to anybody who has the most basic understanding of civil liberties in the Western world, it should be a non-starter. And yet, there are many people whose opinions on Twitter have shown they are really closet totalitarians who would love To weld you into your apartment, Chinese government style, like they did for some people at the start of this virus, if they could. No fucking way should you have to have a passport, a digital passport showing you've been vaccinated. And then it comes down to the whole, okay, so let's say enough sheep are willing to accept it. Let's say enough states are willing to go along with it. And oh, by the way, Florida, thank you. Governor DeSantis has already been the first to come out and say no fucking way on this bullshit. Some states are going to say no way, period, end of story. Then you're going to have situations that arise which say, So you're telling me I have to have a digital vaccine passport? What if I don't own a smartphone? Are you going to require me? To own a smartphone. No, you're not required to own a smartphone. But if you want to go to concerts or a ball game, uh, you're going to have to invest in one. That's just the price to pay for a safe and, uh, you know, disease-free society. Bull fucking shit. And think of what they're going to start charging to renew your vaccine passport. And think of the grift that'll go on with the software companies developing said passports for vaccines. And on and on and on i just don't see it happening it's evil and it's scary that it's gotten to this point although many people said a year ago this is the end game wait for it it's coming and they were derided as conspiracy theorists well who's right now i think it's not going to work because it's going to fall apart like most big government schemes it fucking falls apart remember obamacare And remember the website for Obamacare? Remember how much money they spent to build a website and it fucking crashed right out of the gate? Yeah. That's going to be like these digital passports. You already know your parents with their phones and their apps. Why is, what happened to my vaccine passport app? How come I can't find it? Ma, ma, it's in this folder here. I don't see it. It's in the folder. How come it's not uploading right? How come it says error message? Call customer support. How many people are like these stadiums and concerts have enough to administer on their own? They don't need another layer of this. And I would assume many venues will say, No, we're not doing that. Plus, the ultimate reason I think it'll fall apart is that as we get further down the road, an incidence of COVID 19, like all the 30 other coronaviruses we have rattling around, will be so low and it will claim so few lives because it's already plucked all the lowest hanging fruit, is that it's just gonna fall apart due to, yeah, yeah, we're not fucking doing that anymore. I'll give you the example that I would compare it to. Contact tracing. How's contact tracing going? You couldn't listen for two seconds on the news back in June about we need more testing and contact tracing. Is anyone contact tracing anyone anymore anywhere? I suppose they are. I never got contact traced from when I tested positive back in January. Maybe it's coming in the next month or two. Ooh, I can't wait. Hey, by the way, you were, uh, you were positive back in January, so maybe you should stay away from people for 14 days. Signed, your local contact tracer. If we ever get to the point where so-called vaccine passports are rolled out, then um, they're gonna fall apart. That's just my, my prediction. International travel could be a different story. Because there's a choke point and it's few enough people, passengers, who are required to show proof of this, proof of that, et cetera, et cetera. I just don't know how they can get over the hurdle of you must own a smartphone. And if it's required that me and the guys I'm going to Scotland with, knock on wood, in June, have to be vaccinated to go, I will do it if they allow for a paper proof of vaccination. I will show you my papers when it comes to a vaccine once to get on a plane to go to Europe. After that, fuck all. I'm not getting an app. I'm not downloading shit. You're not going to get my information about my vaccine status because you know it doesn't end at that. Okay, and that ends my rant on vaccine passports. And now we are down to the final four. And what can you say about Gonzaga? They are just tearing people limb from limb. They sit two games away now from becoming the first team since Indiana in 76 to go through the season undefeated. And they're likely to just get better this offseason or or this summer with the transfer portal. They are gonna clean up in the transfer portal this year because who doesn't wanna go to Gonzaga and win and win and win all the time? I said this last week, I think, to somebody, I might have said it on the podcast here. I believe that the Gonzaga model is, in a way, perfect for today's generation of players. They've built the men's Yukon model out there in Seattle because, think about it, they get the best players. Well, they don't get the best players, but they are getting top-level players because, Who doesn't want to win? Even if it is against lesser opponents in that weak-ass conference, you're going to still play high-profile TV games against the other elite teams in the country. You're going to be a one or a two seed, and it's going to be fun as hell. I don't know what's going to stop Gonzaga. I don't know who's going to stop him in this Final Four. In the other game, what a night I had with my boy, Workus. So he tells me, meet me at the Cold Beer and Burgers place on North Scottsdale Road okay do you know how far Scottsdale Road and North Scottsdale Road runs <laughs> I went to the cold beer and burgers in Old Town Scottsdale and then was like where are you dude and of course his phone had died at the moment I was trying to text him and call him like what's going on where are you finally figured out I at the wrong one so by the time I got to the joint his Wolverines were just throwing up bricks. What a terrible, terrible night for Michigan. And they had several good looks down the stretch. Oh, for their last eight shots and two really good looks at the end to win the game. And they just couldn't get it down. So UCLA is in as an 11 seed. We have like a lot of times in the final four, it's like three sharp looking teams, two ones and a two and a, and a mangy-ass play-in team. So another play-in team has gone to the Final Four. Hats off to Mick Cronin, hats off to UCLA, hats off to Johnny Juzang, as the Bruins are in the Final Four, and I would say they have virtually no chance of winning at all, but why would you say that? Because it is the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen.
0: Hear that?
1: Oh, yeah, the official who went down. Scary moment in the first game. Apparently he's going to be okay. Looks like it was just a server reboot. Hard reboot of the server. Just done. Gone. Collapsed. It's crazy how the human body sometimes responds and and, and things that just happen. Like, oh, I just fainted. So that's good news. I do have a hypothetical, though. Let's say a referee drops dead. Massive heart attack. It's just his time. Right there on the court, like what happened in the first game. Do you keep playing the game? I mean, you got to, right? They do have extra refs on site. But if you knew he was dead, the moment he was wheeled off, can you still play? Would that I mean, show goes on, right? I guess you wouldn't know he had died until well after he had gotten into the ambulance to the hospital efforts to revive this person were unsuccessful and then you'd find out word would somehow get back i don't know thank god it didn't happen and thank god that that guy's gonna be okay at least well i say okay i'm not the one freaking out going what the fuck was that doctors do you have any idea anything bueller bueller So the final four is set. We're back to our normal schedule Saturday and then Monday. And then the Masters begins next Monday. This is my favorite week of the year in sports. I just feel like with springtime and with the final four coming to a head and with the Masters starting and with baseball season starting, this is the great rebirth of sports. And you combine that with the fact that more and more states are saying we've got plenty of vaccines for everybody. Wisconsin just said, hey, If you want a vaccine, sign up. 16 and over, ollie ollie oxen free. Same thing here in Arizona, and it's gonna happen in more and more states. So, great week to come. Looking forward to it. Aaron Charles Rogers, quarterback, Green Bay Packers. How's that contract negotiation going for a new contract? Or how come they haven't renegotiated Aaron Charles Rogers' deal? extend and maybe lower the cap hit for this year for more flexibility. Mark Murphy, the team president for the Packers, had a media avail on Tuesday afternoon, was asked repeatedly about that situation, and repeatedly he stepped aside and didn't want to get into it. He said, I don't want to get into specific players. We've been able to create room with others. He again declined comment when asked a follow-up about wanting to assure Rodgers he's the quarterback for the long term. It's a dicey situation. There's tension there, and I'm not sure it's going to end well. Michael Rappaport, remember him? He sued Barstool Sports and Dave Portnoy after he got fired, he says, without cause, and after they created a T-shirt in the likeness of the Goodell Clown Nose T-shirt, but it had a bright red herpes sore on his lip. Rappaport sued, claiming defamation, breach of contract, yada, yada. His defamation portion of the suit has been thrown out, and the details of it are now coming out. Even funnier is the fact that apparently Kevin Durant hates Rappaport as much, if not more so, than Portnoy does. And KD went to Twitter to absolutely roast him. Said, you bitch, tell your baby daddy Chuck be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options for that dumbass question. Yes or no. I heard it all before, you C-U-N-T. Chuck doesn't need you as security, you pale guzzling bitch. (laughs) Just on and on. Kevin Durant is laying down the thunder on Michael Rappaport. I don't know if this is good for Rappaport's career or not. I don't even know if Rappaport has a career left at all. Justin Fields pro day, same day as Mac Jones. Guess who the Niners' brain trust, uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan? They went to see Mac Jones. Did not go to see Justin Fields. They may go see Justin Fields at another pro day, but still, Justin Fields ran a blistering forty-yard draft, forty-yard uh, draft, forty-yard dash time <laughs> of like four-four flat at quarterback you got a quarterback who runs as fast, at least in a straight line, for 40 yards as a running back. And yet, it doesn't look like Justin Fields will be the Niners' choice at three. Jason McIntyre tweets, If Justin Fields were the quarterback at Alabama last year and Mac Jones were the quarterback at Ohio State, the masses would have nothing to debate at three. I guess yes and maybe no. Mac Jones does not blow my skirt up. But neither does Justin Fields. Justin Fields has the capacity right now for really bad games, for really mangy-looking games when things are not going well. That's what concerns me. The bottom on Justin Fields is deeper than the bottom on some other guys. I don't know how to evaluate Mac or uh, Mac Jones because he played. A, you know, he drove a Ferrari. He looked like the best driver in the world, but he was behind a Ferrari, and everybody else was behind a Buick. I don't. Know who's going to be better, but I know that Justin Fields is fast as shit. VSIN has been bought by DraftKings. Gobble, 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 gobble. Good for uh, Brent Musburger, who started the gambling network way back when it wasn't cool. What, five, six years ago? And they've steadily churned out content. Our boy, our boy, your boy, my boy. We're all proud of him. Timmy Murray, the Muhlenberg Tower. Working for vsin now working for DraftKings. Don't know what this means for him. I hope it's good. Hope he gets a raise. Who knows? Maybe it's just a branding agreement alone and the management of v is going to stay the same. He always makes you worry, though, right? New management, new assholes to bring in their asshole buddies and bump the old guys out. Let's hope that uh, our guy... Uh... <laughs> Let's hope that our guy, Tim Murray, is fine. I got distracted. I'm sitting here at the golf course right now, and I swear to God... I think I saw Larry Fitzgerald walk up in a bucket hat to go hit some range balls. I'm about to go do that myself. Card grader PSA says it's suspending all levels of service in order to catch up with its backlog, which is in the 10 million card range. They'll reintroduce services with a goal to be fully back by July. Well, if you wanted a card graded, you were hoping to sell it during the current craze by July, the craze could be fucking over at this point. Michael Strahan has eliminated the gap in his teeth. Say it ain't so. It's a wrap for the gap, at least temporarily, says Michael Strahan. He teamed up with Dr. Lee Gauze at Smile Design Manhattan. He explained he wanted to explore what he would look like without the famous space in his megawatt smile. But Apparently, according to TMZ, the dentist proposed a temporary solution, essentially a removable dental piece that gives the look of a filled-in tooth line, so maybe he could go back to the old look. My boy Andy Polin pointed out that Jennifer Grey of Flashdance fame, or is it Dirty Dancing fame, one of the two, Dirty Dancing, uh, got, her no- got her nose done, and her career was never the same. I don't know if it's because her nose got done or whether her career just didn't have much legs to begin with. Andrew Marchand column, why Jim, why Iron Eagle should call the final four over Jim Nance. Well, I don't need to read the column to say it's because Iron Eagle is just that damn good, but Jimmy Nance just signed a big new deal. So, you know, damn well, he ain't going anywhere anytime soon. He writes, Nance parachutes in for the Big Ten tournament and NCAAs. He does not do any regular season games. He is not immersed in the sport. Before March begins, he may may spend more time with his commercial partners, Samuel Jackson, Spike Lee, and others, more than Bill Raftery and Grant Hill. Meanwhile, Eagle lives the game, and you can hear it. Besides CBS regular season and postseason, he does TNT NBA games and the Nets on yes. He didn't start limbering up in March. He sprinted into the month, and he has owned the broadcasting side of the men's NCAAs. Well, that's going to get Andrew Marchand uninvited from Jim Nance's backyard cocktail party out by Pebble Beach. He shouldn't worry. I don't think he's going to be moved at all. It would make no sense to do so, but Ian Eagle is that good, and I agree with the point in general. Biden's German Shepherd has bit another person at the White House. Jesus. Can we go send him somewhere to live out a happy life? I don't want to see this beautiful dog put down, but this is not good. One bite, shame on me. Two bites, shame on you or something like that. Whatever the case is, it's time to go ahead and, you know, call the day on his German Shepherd. Not kill, not put it down, although I don't know. Like... Is it two strikes and you're out? Does it vary depending on where the dog is and how powerful are you? Dog lovers weigh in on this and let me know. But no, I don't want to see him put down at all. I want to see the dog get a nice place to be without biting people. Speaking of Biden, he has declined throwing out the first pitch on opening day. Said Jen Psaki, his spokeswoman. Quote, I know the president is eager to get out to Nats Stadium. (laughs) National Stadium. (laughs) Nationals Park. Nats Park. It's not on his schedule this week, but I certainly expect that baseball fans will be hearing from him in the next couple of days. Is he fit to throw a pitch? I bet Fauci's like, oh, oh, I'll do it. I got to make up for the last one I threw out there. No, Fauci. Everybody fucking hates you. At least half the country hates you. The other half worship you like you're a god or some reason. But whatever. Get the fuck out of here. Biden, I, I don't think he's throwing out the first pitch ever. Maybe they should have said, well, if the Nats could bring the game to Joe's basement, we could throw something out. But, oh, what? Cheap shot? CBS Sports Turner delivered best viewership for Sweet 16 since 93. Wow. Interesting. Wait a minute. Could it be a trick? Could it be a trap? Is it because more fans weren't there in person, therefore they stayed home and watched on TV? Is that enough to lift it? Is it the fact there was more games in prime time? How about the fact the games were spaced out more? You know, you had one, 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 four-banger on the Sweet 16. Probably the case. Lindsey Vaughn flaunts awesome physique and bikini pics. Quote, I'm proud of myself. Well, you should be. She is ripped i mean in the best athletic shape ever showing off major abs in a scorching yellow bikini with her equally fit friends hey Lindsay, how you doing good for you baylor's kim mulkey said before the final four in the women's bracket we should stop testing because hey this is it for these four teams you don't want to have one team not actually play Mulkey had COVID earlier this year, got over it, is getting roasted by a lot of people, but I think what she says makes a lot of sense. But that's just me. Wisconsin, it's all olly, olly oxen free starting Monday. Anyone over 16 can get a COVID vaccination. Like I said, team virus throwing up wild threes at this point, fouling haphazardly, hoping to extend the game. It's basically over. Tweet of the day, it's too late to make Suez Canal jokes now. That ship has sailed. Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. It's a good one right there, though. I like that. And then one more for you on Joel Dahman, who won his first PGA Tour event at a very windy opposite field event at the Dominican Republic. He's there taking pictures with his beautiful wife who worked her ass off to keep him afloat while he grinded away away on the PGA Tour and on the minor league tour. His bucket hat has been his signature. Very few golfers play with a bucket hat like some weekend dude or some old man just wanting to keep the sun out of his eyes. So he's standing there taking photos and a huge gust of wind comes up, rips off his bucket hat. It goes screaming off into the distance towards the ocean over a cliff and seemingly gone forever but his caddy raced after it dove over the edge of the cliff or small little ledge i guess he jumped off you couldn't see him and retrieved the hat before it landed in the ocean and was swept away for good good for them a real artifact of his first pga tour win and it was almost lost to nature all right All right, that's a wrap. Can you hear my my voice? All right, I'm drying out. I'm going to go watch the Michigan game with my boy, Workus, see how it comes out. Recap of the games will be effortlessly inserted into the podcast you just heard. You won't even know it. It's going to be the most deft, sleight-of-hand editing you've ever heard. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget, sign up at mybookie.ag. Baseball season is here. you got a bet to start the season you can't lose. Over, under, Dodgers, Rockies, half a run bet the over you morons free money thousand dollar bonus match for every new deposit so get on at mybookie.ag promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo it was 90 here today today in arizona and i love it it's going to be hotter even even hotter tomorrow and i love that as well thanks for listening have a great wednesday and we will see you next time March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Select the winners from 63 tournament games in the my bookie bracket contest for a chance at $10,000 in cash prizes, and it's only a dollar to enter. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. My bookie has you covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code ZABE to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. And make sure you use my promo code so they know I hooked you up. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim your first deposit bonus. College ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, MyBookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting and with choices from thousands of lines and odds, you can Turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Hear that? Is that America cheering or a
0: sausage patty? dot com